Thanks for listening to the Isle of Misfits podcast. I'm Nancy Carmichael, your host and chief misfit, and I'm so glad to have you here because this is a special place where we own our awkward, love our fellow misfits, and embrace the beauty and the weirdness all around. So no matter how you got here, no matter where you came from, stick around. There's something for you to learn. Welcome to the Isle of Misfits, where every Charlie in the box has its place and everyone finds their space. Yeah, I know I'm getting all rhyming on you. I can't help myself. Now, I normally don't like to throw a bunch of stats at you right off the bat, but since, since you know, we're a little offbeat here, that's the beauty of having no rules. I want to introduce our very special guest today with a few numbers, and those numbers are 1, 3, 79, Six and sixteen hundred. That's all I'm saying, and I'm hoping that um, <laughs> those numbers, because I forgot their prepper before, I'm hoping that those numbers resonate um, with our special guest today. Because I want to let our guest tell you all about what those numbers mean. Her name is Edie Littlefield Sunby, and she is the author of the book Mission Walker, an incredible but nonetheless true story all about her life, and she ought to know because this is her life. So welcome. Thank you, Nancy. My pleasure to be with you. Oh, we are so thrilled. It's an honor to have you with us today. And regarding those numbers, I, you know, I'm guessing some of those numbers might be familiar to you. Got it. Got it. The one is I got stuck on the one. I know, I know everything else, but, but I got stuck on that one, Nancy. <laughs> Yeah, so I know this is a strange place to start, but then again, you know, being misfits, I think uh, we're allowed to be a little, little awkward here. So I love yeah, so, it. Yeah, I love it. Okay, now, now, so how do you want to do this? You want me to go through the list? Yeah, let's let's hear about what do these numbers mean, and we can, you know, we can do highlights and then jump back into the story. But, um, but yeah, those are that just kind of jumped out at me when I was looking at your story, and like, wow, that's there's there's a lot of numbers going on here, and they're very significant. So, what does that one mean? Well, one is I have one lung, uh, mm. uh, and, it, and it took a lot of fighting to get to that one lung. Uh, I was diagnosed with stage 4 gallbladder cancer, uh, and, and it took five and a half years to subdue it, if you will. And that's where that, uh, the, uh, and I was given three months to live, which is your second number. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in seven organs, uh, eight organs. It was in, uh, um, it was just I was filled with cancer, and mm-hmm. it took 79 chemotherapy treatments, and that's the 79 in your string, 79, which is chemo treatments, which is almost a million milligrams of chemo. Right, another big uh, a number. number you do, a number you do not have is five and a half, because it took five and a half years for that 79 treatments and one million milligrams of chemo to subdue the cancer, and it came back three, four times during that period. And it, uh, it was primarily initially in my gallbladder, but it was in seven other organs, as I've said. And then um, uh, through just radical, radical treatment, um, we got it somewhat under control, knowing that it would pop up again. And it did four years later in my lung and my liver. Uh, again, in my liver, I'm missing 60% of my liver from radical surgery, uh, three years before that 
in the fourth year of this, it just started exploding in my lungs. And it was a horrific fight for 18 months to, to, to try to, to, to save my life. And my, my doctor, Dr. George Fisher at Stanford Cancer Center and his oncology team, really thought this was the end. And I can remember very distinctly um, about eight months into this fight, George, Dr. Fisher didn't even sit down one of the times. Uh, he was just standing with his back against the door, kind of apologizing, saying, Edie, we knew this time would come, and, and, and now it's here, and, and, and we're running out of treatment options. And I remember looking at him, and I'm saying, Dr. Fisher, don't give up hope. I mm. haven't given up hope. Let's not give up hope. And, and, so, and so we didn't give up hope, and Dr. Fisher didn't give up hope, thank goodness. And we made it through that. And uh, it, but it took uh, it took a massive amount of chemo again, and I ended up losing my right lung. Um, but I was alive, and Nancy, mm-hmm. I was I felt vibrantly, joyfully, thank filled with thanksgiving for grace and God and His tender mercies throughout the whole process, and mm-hmm. and, 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 and and being with me, walking with beside me through this. And so that's where the 1600 comes in because I walked 1600 miles with one lung. Oh my. And it was a walk of thanksgiving. It was a walk of joy, of gratitude. It was a pilgrimage, a mission walk to all the old California Spanish missions. That, and the Spanish mission trail starts in Loreto, Mexico which is about a 1,000 miles south of the border here in San Diego. Loreto, California, Loreto Mexico is where the, um, where the mission trail starts, and the first mission was built there in 1697. Mm. And, and, and there were uh, 17 missions built by Jesuits uh, and one mission built, uh, uh, founded by the Franciscans. And then the, the Franciscan missionaries started in Northern California, in Alta, they called it Alta, uh, which is Upper California, which is starting in San Diego. And, and they built 21 missions from San Diego north of San Francisco. So those 18 missions in Mexico plus the 21 missions here in California is the old California Mission Trail. And that's where I walked in that's joy. Amazing. That's a whole lot of math right there. Lots of incredible numbers. And, you know, one number that we that I don't think I threw out, um, we talked about you were given three months to live. Um, another, uh, another stat was uh, it, from what I read about you, they gave you less than 1% chance survival rate, right? A 0.9%. Yes, gallbladder cancer is so lethal, Nancy, and it's rare. So there's not any clinical trials. There's... There's not uh, very much treatment uh, standards or treatment uh, options for it. Uh, but I was very fortunate in that my team at Stanford Cancer Center was very aggressive and, and uh, treated me somewhat outside the box. Uh, and the reason for that is the box was too limiting. It's like Dr. Fisher said, Edie, everyone who we're treating with gallbladder cancer is dying. And so, uh, he, but he had success treating colon cancers and pancreatic cancers with this uh, 
uh, that's very aggressive. He called it a chemo cocktail, uh, Voxaliplatin, Zolota, Avastin. And that doesn't mean anything to you, Nancy, but there are people out there listening who know those words and those mm-hmm. words chill them because that's what they're mm-hmm. taking today. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's what Dr. Fisher gave me. And I was one of the fortunate people who respond. Only about 25% of us with gallbladder cancer even respond to treatment. And, and I responded. That was the first miracle. That was the first bit of luck, if you will. Uh, and and, and it, 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 less than 1%, 0.9% of people with stage 4 gallbladder cancer live beyond two years. Right, and that, that is nothing short of miraculous. I don't, I don't think that's hyperbole. I don't think that's a stretch of words. That is, that is miraculous. And, you know, you talked about this walk of gratitude. So, you know, some people, some people go out to dinner, right, or some people, some people ring a bell. Like I'm a, I'm a cancer survivor as well. Thank God mine wasn't nearly as progressive. But, um, but I remember at the end of my radiation, you know, they, they have you ring a bell, that kind of thing. And, you know, but obviously you were grateful, to have gotten through such such a long and seemingly impossible journey. But let's talk about this walk. Why such a long walk? 1,600 miles when you'd already been through so much. It, I actually, it was actually broken into two walks because cancer came back again and my remaining mm. left lung. But let's talk about the first walk, which was from San Diego to north of San Francisco, 800 miles. And I did this less than six months after Stanford Cancer Center removed my right lung. And I had a lot of healing that needed to happen here, Nancy. I needed to heal physically. I needed to heal emotionally. And I also needed to heal spiritually. And Mm. what better way to do that than to go out and walk in a pilgrimage, a walkabout, if you will. All, 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 all Native tribal cultures have these walks. Native Americans call them spirit quest. Jesus, John the Baptist, Moses, all sought, all sought God in the wilderness on walks, long, long sojourns, alone. And that's basically what I did. I started walking from San Diego. It took me 55 days. Another number, 55. Yes, and here's another number. I walked on average 15 miles a day for 55 days. And I walked pretty much straight. I was gone a total of 58 days. only took three days of rest. Because I had so much overflowing. You know, as God instructed Job, Job, pour out thy overflowings. Mm. And it took a darn long walk, Nancy, of 800 miles for me to pour out those overflowings Mm. and to heal. And that's the whole story of the mission walker. And, 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 And if one thing can be taken away by by people who read The Mission Walker, is, number one, never, ever give up hope. Mm. Ever give up hope. So important. And, 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 you know, stay connected to God. Stay connected to, to, to faith. Never lose your faith because faith is so critical 
uh, and actually uncertainty strengthens faith. The uncertainty of, of disease, of life, can actually enhance and strengthen our faith. I love that. Uncertainty. Uncertainty strengthens faith. That sounds so counterintuitive, and yet... Isn't, isn't that so often how the Word of God is? It just it turns our thinking upside down because we think, no, I need a certain outcome. I need to know how things are going to turn out so that I can believe it. But God says, no, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Exactly. Not on your own understanding. <laughs> so I love life, that. It's a mystery, Nancy. And aren't we glad? Because life is an adventure. It's a gift. And no one, we're all mortal, and no one knows when that adventure, when that life will end. It's not over till it's over. And our life is not defined until mm. our life is over. Mm. We're a work mm-hmm. in process. Mm. You know, we're that, we're that clay that I think they talk about in uh, Jeremiah. You know, we're clay. And, and God is molding us every single day of our life. That is so exciting. That I, And I love... I love this quote. Actually, this was one of the quotes that stuck out to me from your bio that you, you talked about, you know, it's not about avoiding death, but about living life. Talk about that. You know, we are mortal, and we all know we're going to die. We just don't want to die yet. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and we all want to die and go to heaven, and that's what Steve Jobs said. You know, he's a remarkable remarkable uh, uh, insight into a lot of things. But he said, you know, we all want to die and go to heaven, just not yet. And, right, and, yep. And, yeah, I think and, there's a country and, song about that, too. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Well, I've been so close to death. I've actually been on the closer to death than to life. And, mm. and it's, it's, that's a very wonderful place to be, too. There's enormous amount of peace. And that peace that passes all understanding, I think, mm-hmm. comes to us on our deathbed. And oftentimes it comes even before. And, and I think there are certain things we could do. And when I walk, I also can, can, can come close to that peace, the total peace that passes all understanding. And in my long walks, I'm no longer walking on the ground. I'm transcendent. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm walking on holy ground every mm-hmm. step. Is is I is, I become a walking prayer, and and, walking and so prayer. and so a thousand steps is a thousand prayers. Oh, that's that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. I've never heard it put that way before. Let that and, you sink know, in. I, yeah. I talk about that all of that in the mission walker, and so the mission walker is really a spiritual journey. It's an adventure. I mean, I had to deal with narcos in Mexico. I had to deal with uh, the carols with cowboys. Uh, uh, they were absolutely fabulous, uh, uh, and they kept they they were there to protect me and show me the uh, the trail. But I never know knew who my next meal would be would be coming from or my next the carol my next cowboy i had 20 of them and i was down there all alone uh i mean it's the desert there were rattlesnakes there were giant centipedes there were there were scorpions there were uh mountain lions we had a real problem with mountain lions with the mules uh because where we had to try to find camp at night when you're in the sierras and the deserts 
is you try to find, you know, these natural uh, cisterns of water. You have to because your animals can't go without water more than, right. you know, two or three days, especially in desert heat. And, well, that's where the mountain lions hang out at night, too. And so you have all these things in the wilderness. You know, you don't have water. You have wild animals. You have serpents. Uh, you know, and so it becomes like a very, a, a pilgrimage of this sort is very much like a, a, a biblical pilgrimage. And, and to me, it was very much like the cancer uh, pilgrimage. And, and cancer is a journey of uncertainty, of fear, mm-hmm. of dangers. And, 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 and uh, when I was out on my walk, I, I, I forgot all about cancer, um, and also, I, I overcame my fear because you just can't live constantly in a state of fear. Uh, it's not healthy for us. Uh, but, but, mm. but, and you discover, you discover when you're out there and you're trusting in God, and even under the most horrific circumstances, be it with cancer or be it in the desert, when you're alone in the desert, you, you make it through. You make it through. And you, mm. that strengthens you. That powers you and I'm reminded of one of my favorite verses um, and I believe I think it may be um, uh, I think it may be in Timothy but but it says for God gave us a spirit not of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind yes yes that is most definitely timothy and yeah yes 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 those are all things that we desperately desperately need we need love we need power and boy do we need a sound mind you know and it's just just what an incredible story um i i just can't highly recommend enough that that people get a copy of this book and and i want you to tell us how to get it but i I have one more question for you because i'm thinking I'm thinking about, you know, the people that are listening right now, maybe they're going through their own cancer journey or something else, you know, something else that just seems like this is, this is too long, it's too much. What, what do you say to someone who's got a long road ahead of them and, frankly, they just don't think they have the energy to walk down it? Talk, talk to that person. I understand. I've been there. I've been so overwhelmed. I have been ready to go with God. It's a lovely place of being. It's a lovely, it's just lovely. And there's no right way to walk an omission trail. There's no right way to walk 800 or 1600 miles. There's no right way to pray. There's no right way to live a life. There's no right way to worship your God. All ways are right ways. Whatever your way is, trust in God and follow follow your own way. Mm, for he is the way. He is the way and he is the truth and he is the life. And he gives us so much liberty within that framework. There's no right way to fight cancer. You know, uh, how, what I did and what I wrote about in the Mission Walker was one way, was my way, was, 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 what the, was the whisper that I heard, was, was what I heard in my prayer when I was silent with the Lord. 
But one thing I would like to leave your listeners. Do you have another question, Nancy? You know what? I think you have you have offered us so much. I I could go on talking with you for probably another hour. So I I think I would just love for us to know how to yeah just to hear whatever imparting words you have for us and and how we can get a hold of this book. First, I'll mention how to get a hold of the book. Okay, the Mission Walker. It's published by Thomas Nelson, uh, one of the major publishers in the world, part of HarperCollins. It's available at your local bookstore. It's available at libraries. It's available online at all the booksellers. You can pick it up at Costco. You can pick it up at Walmart um, and, and, and Walmart.com, at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. Uh, Apple has it on iBooks. Uh, it, and it comes not only in a hardcover with photos, uh, and uh, it's a beautiful hardcover that Thomas Nelson put together, but it also comes as a Kindle, and it comes as an audio book. So if you like to listen and drive, uh, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's the, the professional uh, reader that they hired is just beautiful, uh, has a beautiful voice uh, that will entertain you. Again, this is a, this is a story of adventure. Uh, it, it was a very harrowing uh, and, and quite hilarious uh, adventure in Mexico at times and also on the, on the rock uh, in Northern California. So, um, yes, you can pick it up just anywhere, and, um, and I hope you do so, and I hope you stay connected with me on the, my Facebook page, The Mission Walker, um, and also uh, I have a website, www.themissionwalker.com, and there are ways to connect with me personally, both on my Facebook page and on my website, themissionwalker.com. I love to hear from people, especially people who are going through gallbladder cancer or, or any kind of cancer who, uh, who may just, and I'm willing to share in detail my treatment, uh, down, you know, the, the amount of chemo and the type of chemo, uh, uh, I, you know, whatever I can do to, to make the journey less, um, less scary for anyone, I'd like to be there for, for your people, uh, Nancy, and for everyone. And well, I'd like to just leave with one last parting word. We think we have all the time in the world. Mm. We don't. Tell someone you love today, I love you. Mm. Well, that, that is probably the, the best wisdom that any of us could have every day. You know, the Word of God tells us to make the most of every opportunity. And all we have is today and the opportunities he gives us, and there's no greater thing to, than to let the people that we love know that we love them. Well, Edie, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a joy to have you, to hear your story, to hear your wisdom and your expertise. Um, we welcome you back to the Isle of Misfits anytime you'd like to visit us, and we wish you all the success in the world with your book and wherever God takes you. We know that he's going to bless you, and you're going to be a blessing to many people. I'd love to be back. And you know, maybe some of your listeners will order the book, and if they do, and read the book, if they would send you questions, I'd love to come on and just answer their questions. I love that idea. So themissionwalker.com, you can find her there. You can, you can reach out to me. I'll give you that information. 
And uh, you can also find Edie on Facebook at The Mission Walker. Thank you so much. That's our show for today. Thanks to Edie Sunby for being our special guest. And thanks to LogosPost.com for hosting this podcast. You can check them out for news and social commentary from a thinking Christian perspective at LogosPost.com. And you can visit me on the isleofmisfits.com. That's I-S-L-E of Misfits.com anytime of the day or night to check out podcasts like these from all sorts of fascinating people, blog posts to make you go, hmm, and maybe even some other fun surprises. Who knows? Finally, if you heard something that encouraged you today, share this podcast with someone else who could use some encouragement. You can get a hold of me if you have any questions, even like Edie said, on my about page at isleofmisfits.com. So until next time, keep owning your awkward and love your fellow misfits.